Hey everybody, it's your girl Tenacious, and I am doing my first ever interview, and I'm interviewing my grandmother, Alberta Robertson. So she is here to tell us about uh, her life story, and I know it's kind of cliche to interview a family member, but she has had such an interesting life, and I want to capture it. Uh, because I want to share it with the rest of the family and especially my twin girls. So just talk to us and introduce yourself and then we'll go into your life story. Yes, my name is Alberta Carr Robertson and the car part comes from my mother and my grandmother and my grandfather and my grandmother, Lloyd and Martha Carr who raised me from a baby, almost until now. <laughs> that's, that's not true. But anyway, that the first part is true. I remember very distinctively 1940. I don't know why that, that year sticks in my mind. But my grandfather, who was my best friend for seven years, seven years, seven years of my life I could get away with anything my grandfather only got to me one time when I got fresh with him and told him to go pick up his shoes himself his hands wasn't full on backwards I heard my grandmother say that to him sometimes when he would ask her to do something she would say Lord do that yourself because your hands are not put on back, but I thought that was the funniest thing I ever heard. And the reason I got in trouble about that, the preacher that lived uh, just down the road from us was visiting with my grandfather. And my grandfather was going to drive him to town, our little town, due west, South Carolina. And my grandfather said, baby, he used to call me baby, Bert, Horn, and what else was that he called me? Anyway, they were all sweet names. And he asked me what, what one of those names to go in and bring his shoes. And I told him, go yourself, Daddy. Your hands not put on backwards. And, and Reverend Hawthorne laughed about it. And I thought that was the funniest thing. Oh, he laughed at me. I thought I had gotten over. But I didn't get old so well. My grandfather had never spent me to my knowledge. But that day, he was embarrassed when I decided to tell him his hand wasn't put on backwards. And Reverend Hawthorne laughed about it. I thought I had gotten over it. I thought I had done something really cute. But anyway, I decided to take off running when my grandfather uh, got a strap at me. Though it was a switch. I took off running, but I couldn't get across the ditch, and so he caught me. And my grandfather fanned me very well. I got away from him, and by the time he got back to the house, which was just not too not too far away, I had his shoes, his boots, and everything out for him to take his pick <laughs> of what shoes he what he wanted to wear the time to carry up of in the house. But anyway. Uh, my grandfather passed away very suddenly. I was the last one to see him before he got ill. He took ill on his way to Abbeville 
And usually I could ride with him, but that day he told me he I couldn't go. I think he felt something coming on because he um, didn't make it to Abbeville. He got sick and, and, and lost consciousness. Thank God he didn't wreck the car. And I think he must have known something was going to happen. And my grandfather passed away 3 o'clock that morning. And uh, by that time, some uh, the mayor of the town knew him very well and, and liked my grandfather very well. And he got my grandmother and, and collected us and we went to the hospital. And my grandfather was uh, unconscious. By about 3 o'clock in the morning, we were all around the bed, and my grandma, grandfather, I remember very distinctively, cleared his throat, opened his eyes, and turned his head and looked directly at me. I remember that as if it were yesterday. And he closed his eyes after he looked at me, and he was gone into eternity. Well, my grandfather was gone. We're not going to deal with that. I remember him very distinctively to this day. After my grandfather died, we lived alone, my grandmother, my aunt, and myself. And that was a lonely time, of course. We got through that. And we moved to uh, from the um, country to town, which was a very little town. It was college town, due west, South Carolina. And I lived near the school which was wonderful for me. I just walked down the road to the school, and that was that. So and what kind of student were you? I was a good student. A good student. A very good student. Okay. Yeah, I stayed on the honor roll. Okay. I stayed on the honor roll. But the one thing, I was on the honor roll uh -huh. for scholastics. But I talked in class, which was not very good. Oh boy! <laughs> and I I played in, in in class because the lessons were not hard for me, but some students they didn't make it up the way I did. I got in a lot of trouble, stood in the corner a lot for talking. But I would talk from the from this. I would turn around from when the teacher wasn't looking, and I did that through high school. Oh boy! It didn't stop. I was clownish. Why does that sound so familiar? <laughs> I think it. I think it trickled down to some of us. I think it trickled down. Yes. Okay. And would you say that you were a confident child? Confident. Yeah. Yes. I. I, I was very confident. So I, give us an example of how you exuded some of your confidence. Well, when I would do things. I didn't think too much about the consequences mm -hmm. until the consequences came. Okay. And then I would figure out a way how to get around the consequences. Mm -hmm. And at times I was good at it. Okay. Yeah. And people would tell you, I mean, because obviously you're an attractive woman. Well, thank you. I mean, this is my grandma. I get, I get my good looks from her. <laughs> So, um, and people would say, you know, you, you, you were pretty. Oh, yes. And you know what I would say? Mm -hmm. I know it. <laughs> and my grandmother would say, 
thank don't say that say thank you thank you i know it <laughs> i know it follow follow whatever they said about yeah it follow okay yes and so you were raised by your grandparents so who so who were your closest relatives growing up my grandmother and my aunt Oliver. Mm -hmm. yes because that's where uh i didn't know my mother was my mother until oh later on in life because mm -hmm. i called my grandmother mama and i called her mama until this day and she's been deceased since 1976. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. And to this day, she's still mom. Mm -hmm. My mother was mother. Mm -hmm. That's who she was. She was my mother because she was my biological. She biologically brought me into this world. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know her oh. as, as mom. I knew her as mother. Okay. I loved her. She lived with me until she passed away. In 2007. Yep, 2007. Yes. Okay. We'll, we'll definitely uh, talk more about that later on. Yeah. Um, so you had your Aunt Olivelle. Yes. And my great great grandma Martha. Yes. And so, and then there was also Aunt Sarah as well. Oh, Aunt Sarah was like, uh, she tried to take me, she, like a daughter. Um, I was like a daughter to her because when she passed away, I was the one who got everything that she had owned. Oh, wow. Bank account, the whole nine yards. Okay, wow. Yes. So she took you on. So you grew up with a lot of love. Yes, yes. Which is is, is what also transferred over to me. Yes. And, I, and my cousins, we got a lot of love from you. Yes. So you were a good student. Yes. You're an excellent student. Yes. I feel like we are very similar, smart, yes. but just a little bit clownish in a way. <laughs> and so for me. you graduated from high school. Yes. And then you went on to do what after that? After high school, I went to Mavis School. That was a private school for girls. And was, and, and was it for South girls Korea. of all races or just African Americans? Well, it was just African Americans, but we had mixed um, uh, our teachers. Our principal, Miss Bo, uh -huh. was white, and we had a, a mixed, uh, a, a mixed, uh, what do you call it? Um, our teachers, principal, staff, faculty, faculty. That's right. That's it. <laughs> faculty um and it was a private school and that school was uh mather school rachel crane math a very rich white woman came down and opened up that school for black uh, uh black girls right after slavery okay and i believe it was 1868 when that school was Sounds about right. Yes. Oh, yeah. wow. So that was very soon after slavery. So you were born, what, what year again? 19... 1934. Okay, and I was yeah. about to say that. I yes. want to make sure I didn't yes. get it wrong. 1934. So, and I should know that because you just had a birthday. Yeah. <laughs> so what was it like growing up in the South as a, as a black woman, as a black youth? Well, uh... 
it was segregated and you you gone into segregation. It didn't affect me directly, yet it did in some ways, of course, never negatively. Okay. No, never negatively. My grandmother, uh, we lived in the country uh, for a while and then we moved to town, which was the West. And uh, I guess blacks sort of stayed with, with each other and mm-hmm. we, we got along. I don't remember any really ugly things with the white white people. We got along well. Okay. We did. We got along well. Although there were times I was friends with a a girl. She was my age, Sudi Prince. Mm-hmm. She was a white girl, and we played together. And I remember distinctly we start we get, we got to be good friends around. You know, eleven played together and never had any problems. And when she became fourteen, for some reason, she started to get a little bit different, but not, not very, not bad. Okay. And my, uh, I think it was my fourteenth birthday. She said, "You're fourteen now too." Now, she said, "Alberta." I said, "Yeah." She said, you know, we're both 14 now, and I'm getting to be grown. I said, we're not grown yet, not until we get 18. She said, yeah, I know. She said, but when are you going to call me Miss, when are you going to call me Miss Miss Sue? I said, when you call me Miss Albert. <laughs> and she said, well, you're colored, and colored people call us uh, miss, we don't have to call you Miss. So, when you go say Miss me, I say you know when I'm gonna miss you. I say if you hit 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 me, and I'm gonna hit it you and miss you. That's the only miss you're gonna get from me. <laughs> so that was over. So the friendship, of course, you know, it went downhill. Okay, and yeah. you kind of just. Grew apart. We grew apart. We were never ugly to each other, but we grew apart. Okay. And uh, after that, I worked uh, as a babysitter for Mr. David Edwards, and they had a baby, Lou Dave, and he had red hair. That baby fell in love with me, cried when I when I would leave to go home and then. Of course, this was during the, during the summer, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and I would work there. But when I would leave to go home in the afternoon, uh, he would cry. He didn't want to leave me. He didn't want me to leave him. Mm-hmm. And until I went away to Mavis, when I would sit with him, you know, uh, babysit him, until I went away to Mavis when I was uh, 15 years old. And... Uh, when I left to go, I cried because he cried. Oh. Yeah. And he had grown up a little bit. He had grown up some. He was about two or three years old. And uh, he didn't want to leave. And this was a white man? Oh, this was a white man. Okay. And when I would come home for Christmas, Mr. Dave, his father, and Miss Easy would bring him to see me. And he, he still remembered me. 
Oh. Oh yeah, he still remembered me. That's weird. And I often wondered whatever happened to David because he was he had a little illness. I mm -hmm. often wonder whatever happened to him. Okay. Yeah, because I, I went away after after Mather I went to Philadelphia to stay with my aunt. Okay. She stayed with me. And I went to school in, in and which aunt? Huh? And which aunt? Aunt Sarah. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. And I went to Philadelphia, and uh, I went to Temple for some courses. Okay, yeah, yeah Temple. Temple. I did not know that. Yeah, I went to Temple. Oh, wow. And then after going there, I enrolled in, they had a practical nursing mm -hmm. school. And I know I want to be a nurse. And I enrolled in that, and then I finished I got my uh, practical nursing license. Okay. Yeah. And I intended to go back, you know, and just keep going, be an army. And then, but I changed that. Okay. Yeah. Then I moved to New York from Philadelphia. And then I got a job with United Methodist Board of Global Ministries. Okay. Good job. So nursing went another way because... I would get uh, emotionally involved with my patients. Mm -hmm. I was a good nurse. I believe it. I was good because <laughs> I love people. Uh -huh. And I love doing things for people. And I did do nursing. I did private doing nursing. I worked in the hospital, worked at St. Joseph Hospital. Uh, that was a Catholic hospital. Uh -huh. And um, I would get myself too involved, emotionally involved. If one of my patients would uh, you know, uh, expire, mm -hmm. which means that would die, that would just tear me up. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be concerned and, and you know, but uh, you couldn't just uh, try to follow them. And, and didn't you also have some other nurses in the family as well? I believe so. Let's see who else is nurses in the family. Oh. Oh. At 88, it's hard to recall, but I'm sure we had some RNs in the family. I'm trying to remember. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, right now, I can't recall it. I recall it after this is over. <laughs> <laughs> so, because I, I thought, I thought Sarah was a nurse. Who? Not Sarah. No, she was. My mother was an LPN. Okay, my, there we go. Yeah. My mother, Lorraine. She was in it, but she didn't get. It. She didn't do that until after I did it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So what? What? What did she do? What was her well, career? She, well, she was. Uh, she she was a domestic, mm -hmm. and she and I, I didn't know a whole lot about what my mother did except that I didn't know that she was my mother until I was up in age. Well, not up in age, mm -hmm. but. Uh, I always thought my grandmother was my mother. Was my mother. Mm -hmm. That's because she was mama. She was mama until now. Mm -hmm. she's, she's long gone, but she's still mama. And my mother asked me one day after we were living together, my mother came to live with me in 1988. Yes. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. I brought her to come and live with me. Mm -hmm. Because it, uh, she was living in Duress alone. 
And she uh, wasn't old, but I just didn't think that she ought to live alone. Mm -hmm. And I brought her to live with me. And uh, she lived with me from 88 until 2007. Okay. So when did you get to know your father? Oh, I got to know who my father was early in life. I just got to really, after I came out of uh, Mather, when I left Mather, yeah, graduated from Mather, and moved with my, my aunt to Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. my, my aunt Sarah and my father and, 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 and his sister, who lived in Philadelphia, uh, called him and told him that I was there. My father took the train over that weekend uh -huh. to see me. Of course, I had met him before, but I didn't have no close relationship with him. Whenever he would come south, when I was living with my grandmother, he'd come see me. Mm -hmm. And he took me back to New York to meet with my sisters, my two sisters, two little sisters, and two little brothers. Oh, okay. They were younger than me. I called them little. And we developed a friendship as though we as though we grew up together. They loved me dearly and I loved them dearly. My two brothers are now in heaven with the rest of my relatives. Mm -hmm. Jimmy was my youngest brother who passed away uh, in 1999. Oh, wow. Which broke my heart tremendously. Two years after my husband died suddenly, mm -hmm. and I had gone to visit with Jimmy, and he was sick, but I didn't think I didn't know he was that sick. Mm -hmm. And he passed away in '99. And then my brother Joseph died, and we called him Uncle June. Uncle June. Mm -hmm. Uncle June passed in 2010. Mm, I remember. Yes, and now. I, it's just the three of us now. Me being the oldest, I always have been the oldest. Mm -hmm. My sister Sandy and Joni live in Myrtle Beach. All New Yorkers move into Myrtle Beach. They mm -hmm. live in Myrtle Beach. That seems to be the trend now. Oh yes, coming to Myrtle Beach. <laughs> yeah. That's the place. Yeah. So that that's good that you have a good relationship with yeah. with your father. Oh yes. Um. So. You moved to Philadelphia, uh -huh. and then you moved to, moved to New York. York. Mm -hmm. So what happened in New York? I met Phil. Mm -hmm. And we we just hit it off. I met him at uh, uh, some friends of mine that I worked with. Uh, the lady, Frances Rogers. They were friends of Phil. Phil's wife had passed away some time ago he was he was a widow widower mm -hmm. i think and i was free and we met uh, and he asked me if he could drive me home because we had dinner you know with the so y'all met through some mutual friends yes okay and we met and and he drove me home and he asked me could he call me could he have my number i said yeah he called me when he got home, mm -hmm. uh, and we started to talk. He, wor he worked for the Department of Justice, and I was working for the Board of Global Ministries at that time. Mm -hmm. It's a good York. job. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yes. 
And um, we started to talk, and he said, I'm a good cook. And uh, would you come and have dinner with me? He said, no, I'm not rushing anything, but I, I just like to talk to you. I love talking to you. And he picked me up, and we had dinner in it. And it went from there. Okay. To he, to now. He's now gone, but I'm still so much in love with him. That's so sweet. Yes. Because he's still taking care of me. Mm -hmm. Better than I take care of myself. Okay. Yes. So, he had a son, which is Uncle Philip. Yes. Uh -huh. And then you had Mama. Yes. yes. So, y'all had a blended family. Yes. And yes. it was beautiful because yes. it's not a stepson or a stepdaughter. No. We're just all together. He made it. He made he he made it uh, legal. He adopted her mm -hmm. when she was two years old. Mm -hmm. Yes. And after we were married, he said she's gonna have my name, and he gave her his name. Mm -hmm. And because she was calling him Daddy anyway. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's all the only Daddy she's ever known. The only one she's ever known because her uh, biological daddy. Uh, uh, he didn't care to be bothered, so that's that's nearly here, not there. So, okay, she had a father that, and, and that's very just you know, I guess, diff, it, it's, it's so different back then, yes, versus now, yes, because now blended families are kind of like norm. Yes. But now I'm realizing that we did have a lot of blended families yes. back in the day. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But that was beautiful that you were able to have that family unit. Yes. And so what was it like being a mother, though? What was it like oh, the first time? How did you feel? I love being a mother because I took my mothering skills from my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Because I was the mother that I knew. Uh, my mother had me when she was 16. Mm -hmm. And she went away. She left when I was three, three months old. Mm -hmm. And um, I really never got to know her. My mother wasn't into children, really. Mm -hmm. You know, that was, you know, something happening. Yeah. She knew I was in good hands with my grandmother. So I knew my grandmother and my grandfather until he passed away from uh, as mama and daddy. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought. And even back in those days, being pregnant at, at a young age, yeah. a lot of the times the woman would get shunned yes. by the community. Yes, yes. And so nowadays, you get a TV show on a checkboard now. <laughs> that's what, that's, that's exactly you know, right. Yes. It's, it's, times are just, times have changed, but yes. um, you know, you've always been a, a, a loving person, a loving mother. Yeah. And even, you know, you're not Uncle Philip's biological mother, but he, he, we wouldn't know that. No. <laughs> he, that's my son. Yeah. That's my son. I love him. I love him as though. I know I didn't bring him into this world, but I was uh, uh, blessed to, uh, to, Helped to raise him. Mm -hmm. He was he was twelve when twelve when Philip I got married, and um, I love him dearly. Yeah, we all do. And, oh, and he's, he is. And 
You yeah. raised him to be such a, a upstanding man because yeah. he takes care of his family. He, oh yes, he's he very does. generous and yes. uh, just you know a hard worker. And yes, I mean, and and him and uh, Carol have been married for forever. <laughs> forever. Uh, oh, they they've been met. They got a fiftieth. Oh, it may already be fifty years. Wow. It may be. Yeah. Yeah, 50th and Yeah. They, God made them for each other. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and that's what I've noticed about your your children, yeah. for the most part, yeah. is that each of them have a long marriage. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, my parents are still together. Oh, yes. Leslie and, 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 um, and, and, Reggie. They gonna be together until God, God gonna have to. So I think you really set a good example for everybody. Yes. Everybody. Yeah. So you have mom, Philip comes. Yeah. And then you said that you know, Grandpa Phil was eighteen years your senior. Yes. You okay. would never have known it. He could outwalk me, outrun me, outtalk me. <laughs> We take a walk and I'll be fucking and blowing hair me by the hand almost draining. Oh boy. That man is uh, never, never. So I don't, I don't feel bad because, you know, I'm I'm dating and then, you know, guys are just like, oh, I'm, I'm a few years older than you. I'm just like, honey, my grandpa was 18 years older than my grandma. How do he doing anything? Wow. Okay. Yes. And so, and so. You got married. When did you get married? We got married uh, October 15, 1966. Okay. And then after that, you know, and, and you were, and you were, you weren't young. You were 32. 32. So just one year older than me at, you know, at this time because I'm 31. Oh. So... Then you have more children. Yes. Leslie and Edward. And you had them pretty much back to back. They're 20 months apart. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So now you have four kids all together. All together. Uh -huh. Okay. And that's and, and it's a beautiful thing. Yes. So and you're in New York. Mm -hmm. And so... All I've known is for you guys to have been to South Carolina. What prompted that move down to South Carolina? Phil was born in South Carolina in Hopkins. Mm -hmm. uh, just out, you know, it, it's a, in, in Richland County. I was born in Abbeville County, due west, mm -hmm. up in the country. And we got together and, you know, when we got together at Francis and Sydney's house, we, 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 we established that we both in South Carolina. And I told him where I was from. I guess it, I don't know if you've ever heard the rest. Mm -hmm. I hadn't heard of Hopkins. And uh, when we uh, got together and really knew that we were going to be together, he brought me down from New York to visit, his, to introduce me to his family. And then uh, from Hopkins, they took me home to, to do rest mm -hmm. to, get, to stay with my grandmother. And because uh, she was alive at that time and loved him to death, and uh, 
I visited with her and they came and picked me. No, we took the bus back. And um, we went back to New York. And, and we met December the 5th of 1965. And we were married October the 15th, 
a little bit, she overstepped the bounds. Mm-hmm. And I got her straight. And I told her, never, ever come in my office again. Because you are not my supervisor. You are nothing to me. In fact, you are nothing. Don't ever come and stand in front of my desk <clears throat> to address me about nothing. And I didn't have that problem with her. Oh, boy. <laughs> so you were so cookie. I knew what I was doing, and I was good at what I did. Okay. And I was better than them at what they were doing. That's that confidence. Oh, that was that confidence. Okay. That was that assurance. Okay. And um, I could get a job anywhere. Because when I came in and they saw my skills, mm-hmm. they zeroed in on me. Okay. I mean, the top, top echelon. So, I didn't have anything to worry about. Okay. So, how did, um, I guess, my mom and her siblings adjust to moving down here? So it was pretty much just her, Leslie, and... They were too small to do anything about it. They were glad to come. Okay. And they then, were coming I mean, back. And how were they when they were younger? I know mom is a few years older than Uncle Edward and Aunt Leslie. Just four years. Just four years? Four years older. So she, how did she take being an older sibling? Because she was the baby for a while. Oh, she was the baby for a while, and she stayed small. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who did most of the spoiling? <laughs> I can't really say because Phil did his share. Uh-huh. He did his share. And I had already sort of spoiled her, you know, and Nana uh-huh. and my sisters and my brothers. Uh-huh. Now, who's Nana? That was my stepmother. Okay. My father's wife. My mother. She was my mom. Yeah. She was my mom. She was more of a mom to me than my, my biological mother. Yes. And she, she, is, is, she, is. she took me on. She... In fact, they were the ones who took Leslie, I mean, uh, 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 Tanya. Yeah. And, and, and Tanya loved us as a nap. Yeah. And it's ironic that we call Brianna, who's my cousin, Nana now. now. Yeah. So, yeah. Nana, the Nana torch has been passed. They've been passed all the way down there. So, and, and, and she's just, she's, she's a mirac- miraculous woman. Yes. And do you know, I went to New York for my for my, my mama's funeral now. Mm-hmm. And I had a stroke. Yes. And couldn't make it to her funeral. And I have not gotten over that. And I was just thinking about the other day because I was just like, I knew you had the stroke in 2004. Uh-huh. But I could not remember why y'all went up to New York with the, with and me, it was her funeral. Me and me and Tanya went on the, on the bus together. Mm-hmm. And she didn't realize the signs of the, of the stroke. It it had started on me before we got there, mm-hmm. and uh, we stopped at the bus station, and I was having trouble. And 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 I had gone right back on the bus. I guess she thought I was just stroke. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was feeling some kind of way on the bus, but you know it didn't come out. 
Montana. We got to, to uh, Sandy's house. No, Jonah's house. And I was slow going upstairs. I just felt different. Mm -hmm. And uh, they said, where's where Bert? Tanya said, she's coming. And we, we left Jonah's house and went to Sandy's house. And that's when Sandy's talk was going on. Mm -hmm. And she sent me to the hospital. And uh, they kept me. Mm -hmm. They kept you for a while. They kept me overnight, and when next day, I couldn't use my arm. Mm -hmm. Ed became a state with me. He was supposed to be going to work. He he stayed with me. He came to six o'clock next morning and stayed with me all day. Cause he knew something was wrong with his mom. Mm -hmm. And that was a, a time in your life where you were, you know, really concerned because you weren't sure if you were going to be mobile. Right. Mm -hmm. But I really didn't worry about it too. They sent me, they kept me at that hospital. Uh, and they sent me to another hospital or to rehab. Mm -hmm. To get rehabilitated. After I was in the hospital, I think eight days or something like that. Okay. And then they sent me to rehab. And that's when uh, I started to, I never worried while I was there for some reason. Mm -hmm. I guess that was because I have a, a strong faith in God. Mm -hmm. And he was with me and I knew it. And uh, after I got to rehab, it just got to be fun. Okay. Yeah, it got to be fun. Okay. And after I came back to South Carolina, after getting out of rehab, uh, how did I get home? I flew home. They put me on the plane. There were two other people on the plane coming. Okay. Two other passengers, and they flew me out of LaGuardia. Philip picked me up from the hospital, mm -hmm. from rehab, and they took me to the uh, airport to LaGuardia and stayed with me sure that I was going to get on the right plane. Okay. Philip and Karen. And I remember that. I remember also helping taking care of you as well. Yeah, that's right. When yeah. after I got the lesson. Yeah. And Leslie picked me up from the hospital, and Leslie kept me with her until I was able to come back. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, because you basically took care of all of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that well, was, at some point in time. Yeah. Every last one. And it was like, literally, when that happened, it was like, everybody started taking care of you. Yes, yes. You took care of me a week. Nana took care of me a week, Brianna. And I think all of all of my granddaughters. Uh-huh. All at Because they all like, y'all grown yeah, we were old enough, so, yeah. I mean, that was, you know, something that, you know, I remember, and then I remember when we had, I think it was physical therapy, and we yeah. had stretch, and you were just like, I don't want to be a burden, well, like, you're not a burden, yeah. you've never been a burden at all, oh, yes. yeah, yes. you have always been a blessing to oh, everybody, yes, yes, so, you know, but I understand when you get to a certain age, and you're just kind of thinking, okay, am I going to be able to do for myself? Mm -hmm. And you're 88 and you're still able to drive. Yeah, <laughs> I don't do a lot of it. Uh, good sense tell me 
You can't do it like you did. Get the car and drive it the way you want to go. Uh huh. Uh, maybe I could, but I'm not gonna take the chances. Good sense said me. Uh, don't try it. Okay. Now I drive around here. I'll go. I think I could drive uh to Turkey if I was if I was still going to New Life. Uh huh. Uh, I drive to the bank. I drive around here shopping. The little shopping that I do. But uh, since COVID. COVID have stopped a lot of that too. Uh huh. So have you ever like I, I know I mean because really eighty eight years that's a long time. Oh yeah. I mean you're literally living history. Yes. Have you ever had anything like COVID happen during your lifetime? No, not that I remember or can recall. Nothing like this. Uh, I'm and I'm sure there was something. It seems like that was something else, but nothing like this. No. Mm -mm. And, and and then also back in those days, we weren't so globalized where right. you can just fly, you know, right. anywhere, you uh -huh. know, you want to and go anywhere you want to, um, you know, like, like we are now. So uh -huh. back then, people were still limited to where they could go. Yeah. You know, it wasn't so transient, but now it's more transient. So, of course, you transfer different pathogens and, mm. and things of that sort but um i mean you lived through a lot oh yes you lived through yes. a lot yes i mean yes. let's see from 1934 to 2022 that's a good uh that goes back a little ways i know and 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 and, and still going and still going so i mean how how do you think you want to be remembered I want to be remembered as a good person, a person who loves the Lord and know that he loves me, and a person, uh, I love people. Mm -hmm. I love people. Uh, I'm glad that uh, I know, I used to, if, if people had ways I didn't like, I didn't like them. I, liked them. I didn't like the persons. Mm -hmm. but I. God has shown me that I have to love everybody. Mm -hmm. Dylan Root, who killed all those people in, in Charleston. I don't have to love his ways. I don't have to love his deeds. And God showed me that and taught me that. He loved Dylan. He just hate the deeds. So I said, okay, Lord, I got to love everybody because you love everybody mm -hmm. and i can't dislike people and you love them all if i want to have a place with you when i deceased or when i leave this world because i'm not going to ever die mm -hmm. my, only my body's going to die like my life goes back to him mm -hmm. So and what what does your relationship with God where did it all start? Well, it really started the day I was born, my my, my very creation. Mm -hmm. Maybe I didn't realize it, but God knew, and He knew at some point in time that I was going to connect with Him and never let go. I didn't know. I didn't know when it was going to be. It wasn't my business to know. Mm -hmm. But 
one thing I do know, I got a connection with them that, that it is forever. It's eternal. Mm -hmm. I know that. And I'm satisfied with that. And I'm happy about it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So, uh, when it comes that time for uh, the life to stop mm -hmm. on this end, and go on the other end. I got a home called heaven. That's wonderful. Yes. So what would Alberta today tell your younger self? If you got to meet your younger self, what would you tell her? Hook up with God. Okay. And stay with him. Uh, if you ever hook up with him, right, you will stay with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because uh, the uh, uh, we don't die, our bodies die, mm -hmm. you know. And the life that we live is going to hook up with, with, with the who we serve mm -hmm. or who we have faith in. And if you don't have faith, you don't have anything. You've got to have faith in something. And my something is God. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And you instill that in your children. Oh, yeah. And your grandchildren. Oh, yeah. Because I remember many times driving to church and yeah. you listen to the Clark Sisters. Oh. <laughs> and um, um, their song, You Brought the Sunshine. Every oh. time I hear that song, yes. I think about you. Oh, yeah. In the car. Oh, yeah. Just tape. Oh, yeah. Just snapping your fingers. Oh, yeah. And your jury, you know, just jamming together. So <laughs> that's that's who I definitely remember. Oh yeah. So, you know, what values did you really instill in your children and your grandchildren? And now you're also a great grandmother. Great grandmother. Now that when I became a grandmother, I was happy, mm -hmm. and that was my. No, I became a grandmother when uh, Cheeky was born. Yeah. yeah, that's my grandmother. That's my 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 oldest great grandchild. Then there was um, uh, Gregory, and then there came Marcus. Uh huh. And then there came Brian. And it's like and then boys, 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 boys. Yeah. Uh huh. And then I started having the great granddaughters, and I oh. The, those were oh god happiness mm -hmm. happiness grateful to god for those children because uh at one time i you know i wasn't a mother until i was 32 years old mm -hmm. that was your mother mm -hmm. and and uh then look at look at what god has done for me now i got great grandchildren that's a blessing to see because not everybody gets to see that. That's right. Great grandchildren. And 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 my 80th birthday a celebration. When I look at me holding my two great granddaughters and my great grandson between standing in front of me, I said, Look at God. Didn't have a child until I was thirty two years old. Mm -hmm. 88 years old 
Now I got a slew of grandchildren. Now great grandchildren. Did you ever picture no this in your mind? No. God did it. He did it all. He did it all. Because for the first thing, when I first had a baby of my own, 32 years old, oh Lord, I couldn't picture her with children. And now she got grandchildren. Mm -hmm. Now I got great grandchildren. Mm -hmm. Lord, what a God I serve. I should say we serve, but I know I serve. Uh, yes, 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 yes. So what, what kind of mother were you? Like, I know that you said that great grandma Martha was the person who raised you. And so what did you take from her that you used in upbringing your kids? Love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love. My grandmother uh, showed me love. Mm -hmm. She didn't go out and tell me, I love you. She told me she loved me, but I mean, I love you. She showed me love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I recognized it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because uh, I didn't see it coming from anybody else. I knew, I know who I, after I was told who my mother was, mm -hmm. and I brought my mother here to live with me, but she uh, didn't know how to express love or, or didn't the way my grandmother did. Mm -hmm. And I know she loved me. Yeah, and I would but say, you live out yeah, I, I would say that me and we call her Grandma Reed. Uh -huh. We have we have a pretty good relationship. Yeah. Um, you know, I would go back there and I would, uh, back in her room and I would watch Touched by Angel and, and with her and stuff like that and just kind of just chill. And, you know, I pretty much for the most part have, you know, fond memories of her. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's very telling of your character, the fact that even though you guys didn't have the typical mother and daughter relationship, mm -hmm that you still took her in oh yeah and lived together mm -hmm. it wasn't easy it wasn't easy mm -hmm. my husband uh saw that and uh he told me one day something happened and i was crying he told me this is your home and that is your mother and i'm not trying to get into it he said but I want you to understand, you are my wife and I love you dearly. And I don't want to get into it and go, you know, and say anything to your mom. He said, but I'm going to have to say something. And you don't want him to say nothing. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's what he was trying to get around to. Uh, and she was after me one day and he came down the hall. He said, this is this woman's house. And you are going to stop coming out here bothering her. Now that is your area back there, and she's not to come back there and bother you. He said, I know Bert ain't going to bother you until that she's trying to show you love. And I know I, I've seen her show love. He said, this woman is a love 
love it first. And if you don't know how to show it, you have to stay back there in your arms. That worked for a while. Okay. Yeah. So, it, Grandma Reen, she she wasn't the conventional grandmother like we know. You no. Know, like, oh, no. You know, especially when it comes to black people, we have, you know, Big Mom. Uh-huh. You know, you you basically are the big mom. You're the oh, you're yeah. the you're the patriarch of the family. So it, it's you know very telling that you know we have such a good relationship together. Mm-hmm. I, I would consider you one of my like you know you're my road dog. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Always. I love that from all of my. I love my grandchildren dearly. I love them dearly. I love them dearly. Because that's a blessing from God. Y'all are blessings. Mm-hmm. Blessings. Because here I was at 32. And here all these grandchildren. God blessed me with Tanya. And here come all these grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And me being mother, I absolutely just love my girls. Oh, I know it. Yes, yes. And, and I can just look at them all day. That's a blessing. I can just God. hold them all day. Yes. I love to make them smile. Yes. I love to just give them baths. I really enjoy motherhood. Yes, yes. That's a blessing from God. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I used to. Still to this day, help me <laughs> with them. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because that's they're my blood. Oh, yeah. That comes from me mm-hmm. and from Phil. I know he would love what's going on now. Mm-hmm. Yes, he would love. And I believe we looked out for heaven and see you. I feel it. Yeah, yeah, I think he's definitely happy. Oh, yes. So, what are some of your fondest memories of your kids and your grandkids? Oh, Lord. All of them. This. There's a there's a lot. So let's just start. So with with my mom, what's what's some of your most fondest memories of her? Let's see. I think when she was calling Phil Daddy, Mm -hmm. Daddy, she fell in love with her and he with her. I remember one time, this was before we got married. But we we knew we were gonna get mad, mm-hmm. and me and Philip went to uh, to make Avenue for something. Mm-hmm. He can I'm gonna keep this baby. This baby ain't going up there on no hot. Yeah, I'm keeping the baby, and she needed changing. I never saw so much pound on no a baby's he said he didn't want him to get changed, and he powdered that butt so good, powder was coming from everywhere. <laughs> I remember that, and I laughed about that, and I teased him about that. He said, well, I bet she didn't get changed. I said, she sure didn't. I said, well, I had to wash that, all that powder off her butt, but I really didn't. Oh, wow. And I couldn't even imagine raising a child back then. I mean, like, 
I got so many doohickeys and bottles made and yeah. things that have a formula and all yeah. that stuff and mm-hmm. pumps, electric pumps and you know, I I mean you you really did I feel like you did a lot more with a lot less. I did. Yes. Uh, and and uh, it was all it didn't seem like a whole lot to me. Uh-huh. It just seemed that I knew what I had to do and I knew it had to be done. And I loved doing it. And when you love doing something, uh, it takes the whatever out of what, I don't know what to, what to say, but I enjoy doing it. Uh-huh. Even changing diapers didn't bother me. No, it doesn't. It did I, not bother me at all. It, it just came natural. Yeah, it yeah. just, you just want to have a clean baby. A clean, there's yeah. a clean baby and that baby being comfortable. Mm-hmm. Because being dirty, they let you know they don't like it. No, exactly. They, yeah. <laughs> they let you know, I don't like this. This ain't, this ain't, this is not comfortable. And I wanted my baby to be comfortable. I loved when my baby smiled at me. Mm-hmm. Her, when she first smiled at me, I, oh my God. And she looked at me and she was smiling at me. Mm-hmm. She, because she knew, uh, she knew I was something that she liked. Yeah. yeah. And she was a beautiful baby. Once, beautiful oh yes, child. she was. Wait a minute. Where are my baby's pictures? I guess she, I guess, let me look, but she was a beautiful baby. She really was. Uh-huh. She was gorgeous. All of my babies were beautiful. They, they were. Everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, as Grandpa would say, good stock. Good stock. That's right. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. And Leslie was my heaviest baby. And oh, boy. And I couldn't bring Edward home until something was wrong with his feet. Uh-huh. And I was at that hospital every day after the hospital he was in. Every day I got uh, Esther would take me out to see him because mm-hmm. I was yeah. And he was a he was a cute baby too. He was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love him. That's my child. Mm-hmm. That's my younger son. My younger child. I love him. Yeah. He's just different, and God, uh, God loves him. And I ask, I pray to God for him to keep him every day. I I pray for all of my children, mm-hmm. all of my grandchildren, my great, my great grandchildren, because God gave them to me. He He loaned them to me. They all belong to him, mm-hmm. but he loaned them to me, for me to enjoy mm-hmm. while I can, and I do. I love my, I love my children, every last one of them. Mm-hmm. I love every one of my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because God loaned them to me, because they belong to him. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what are you most proudest of when it comes to 
your children and your grandchildren and great grandchildren. I'm proud that they are well. I'm proud that they're doing well. And I'm just proud because I know they belong to God. But He allowed me to enjoy them, mm -hmm. to see them doing whatever they are doing. I, and I'm just thankful to God for that. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been such a staple in everybody's lives. Try to. And by the help of God. Yeah, and, and even you know, for me, I know God loves me. Oh yes, yes. That's good. I'm glad. Now that's <laughs> And you took that after me, it, your mother. It may not be something that I can reach out and grab that's right. tangible. That's right. It's kind of like the air. I can't see it, but, but I'm you, breathing. You breathe it. And if God, if God would hold it for two seconds, two minutes, mm -hmm. we'd be in trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But right. I think that God has manifested his love yes. through you. Yes. Because I feel like you are the epitome of God's love. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, that you have shown this to one of my children's children, my grandchild. I mean, you clothed me when I was naked. Yes. You housed me when I was homeless. <laughs> and even in my, you know, very dark times you were just always present yeah. and I think that really tells a story of just you just being who you are and I think one of the most telling stories is when you bought Marcus a car and you know what he was riding bikes in the dark mm -hmm. and I found that I and it was Christmas time. Yep. And it seemed like to me somebody was laughing about that. I didn't find that funny. Mm -hmm. I went to bed that night. Mm -hmm. And I said, God, I got to do it. I found that car. That car lasted in about three years, three or four years. Yeah. Yeah. And I paid for it cash. And when the man brought it to me over there on, on Bilo Lot, I looked at that car. I said, Thank you, Jesus. He didn't know I was going to do it because I didn't know it. Mm -hmm. And when I called, did I call Tanya? Whoever I called. Uh -huh. I, and, and I said, you come and get your car for When he came, I said, don't put it in my, my, my name. I wanted it in his name. Mm -hmm. And I gave him that car. And that got him started on being able to get to jobs. Mm -hmm. And that's what you really call planting a seed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because he was at Bilo doing well, uh, as he could do. Yeah. Because that was where he had to go, on the bike or on the bus, where he needed to be where he could get to a job. Mm -hmm. That car got him where he is now. Yeah. Although he's not driving it now. He got a good car. Yeah, that's great. Upgrade. 
And I think, and I think that is something that you have instilled in all of us. Yeah. Is to really be a family unit. That's right. And to help each other. That's right. That's right. That's right. And to really look out for each other. That's it. That's right. When need, when you see need, and you can do something about it, do it. Uh huh. And God just keep on feeding into it. Exactly. I mean, because I don't know anybody in our family that has ever been in foster care. No. And I homeless. think exactly. Nobody's ever been homeless. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of the more incredible stories is about our cousin Corey. Our cousin Corey was. Oh, yeah, yes, Corey, in 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 Virginia. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't know who he was. And well, like, I just I'm tell you, Corey. Uh huh. He was my cousin, my first cousin, Olivelle's daughter, who she never acknowledged. Mm-hmm. My mother's sister, sister. She never acknowledges. I, I couldn't tell you where she is to, to this day. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Last I heard about she was in town. She dropped down on the floor in my grandmother's house. Oh. And Aunt Risha or somebody took her to the hospital. And I and I was in Columbia with my baby my baby, I think God. too late. Oh, it's never too late. And 
he is doing well now, and he don't come to Columbia unless he come by here and see He said, because you did it. I said, no, I didn't. God did it. Mm-hmm. He showed me what to do, and he did it through me. I, I don't take credit for nothing. It's God. It's all him. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah, I knew Marcus needed the car. God just did it through me. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, when you were getting ready to go to out west. Uh-huh. I remember that. I remember leaving. Oh, my God, I cried. And after I stopped crying, I, I prayed. Mm-hmm. Told God to take you out there. And when you got out there, He kept you. Because I kept on. Oh, I was on God every day. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh-huh. And when you came back, I prayed for that. Uh-huh. I think I talked to you about that. Yeah. And God did. I ain't done nothing. No, but trusted in me. And I've been back ever since. I'm not back going anywhere. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's, that's right. And he got you in a good place with your family. Uh-huh. God did it. We didn't do nothing. Because we couldn't do anything about it. I asked God to put you in a good place. I didn't ask him where. Uh-huh. But he did it. He knew where. Uh-huh. And when... He does it. That's the right way. We can want and we can ask for things and he'll ground. Mm-hmm. But if it's not from him, he'll let us do what we want to do. But if it's not his will, uh-huh. we'll find out later. Okay. He'll let us do it. He got you where you need to be right now. Mm-hmm. You, he got you with your parents. Mm-hmm. And they love you. Oh, I know. Yeah. They love you. And they love those kids. Mm-hmm. And you do what he wants you to do while you're there. And who knows? Those kids may be their salvation as well as yours. Mm-hmm. God knows. I don't know. But I know one thing. He got I don't know what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. But all I know is, is his will. Mm-hmm. And it's going to work the way he wants it to work. Mm-hmm. I don't know where in the But that ain't my business. That's his business. Okay. Yeah. All I know is his will gonna be done. Okay. Yeah. Amen to that. Oh yeah. And and you know, God's blessed you tremendously with family. Yes. And also with a great career. I mean, you met presidents before. Oh yeah. I was a, a, a an award for President Kennedy two weeks to the day. That he was assassinated. Oh wow! President Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And I met President. I saw President uh, Carter. I was invited to a speech where he made downtown. Mm-hmm. 
and I met President Bush, the mm -hmm. old the, the, the old Bush. Yeah. And he was coming past me where I was sitting. He reached out and shook my hand. So I shook a hand on the president. Oh wow. I was asked to be to see President uh oh, what's his name? He was sick and didn't come as his son came. So I didn't get to see him, but I was in Oh Lord have mercy. Name some of the presidents, because he named Okay, so there was before um, we got I'm going back, so we got Carter, then we had Reagan, then we had Bush, then we had Bill Clinton, then we had Bush Junior. That was another one. Okay, let me go back because <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember which one it was. Okay. Unfortunately, it was I saw Carter. Okay. Was the four car was that um Nixon? No, not Nixon. Not Nixon. Who was Ron Nixon? It was Ron Nixon's time though. Or who was before Nixon? Oh. Who was before Nixon? Or after him. Oh. Why can't I remember? He was a he was a I think he was he I think he was a Republican who was. Okay. I'm listen, I'm John the Brink too, and I should know this. Yeah, and I should I, and I really should know it. <laughs> and I'm looking at this guy and I can't think of his name. It's okay. But you've met presidents. I've met them. So yeah. how did you feel after all the stuff you went through as a black woman living in both the South and up north? How did you feel when you saw Barack Obama get elected. Did you think that you would ever see that in your life? I didn't think that would ever happen. I thank God. I was almost speechless, but I knew God, with God, all things are possible. Mm -hmm. And I knew God made that possible. Mm -hmm. Not only did he say he was made a president, but he was there two years, two terms. Mm -hmm. Back to back. Mm. Now you know that was God. Oh yeah. And I believe if he had gone again, I believe he'd have, he'd have got it. After he was in that two years, I believe he would have got it. But I didn't want him to do it. Mm -hmm. No. And do you know one thing? Uh, that man was powerful. Mm -hmm. He didn't get it. Man, they give him the credit that he that he earned. Mm -hmm. This guy got back to back. Hey, it was a model behind that. Mm -hmm. Oh, a whole lot. And and, and uh, his successor, mm -hmm. like one term. And all kinds of stuff going on about this person. Yeah. Yeah. He. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you got to live to see that historical oh, moment. Yes. Yes. Me too. 
Yeah. And God ain't finished with me yet. Even if he came today. Uh-huh. I got Yahovah carry him. Mm-hmm. And, and even so now we have a, a a woman of color that's also vice president. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And a lot of people don't like uh, uh, Biden. Mm-hmm. I liked him because he stayed with President Obama. Mm-hmm. Throughout, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't take off on, mm-hmm. and he didn't try to take his place. He didn't try to overshadow him. Mm-hmm. He stayed under him as vice president. Mm-hmm. And now he may have some isms, but don't we all have some kind? Yeah. And I like my mm-hmm. for the fact that I don't know anything. If he got some isms, so be it. Mm-hmm. He got to deal with that, not me. Mm-hmm. Oh. I like the man. Mm-hmm. So, last question. If you wanted to define yourself in three words, what would those words be and why? I love God. Mm-hmm. But maybe those are not the right words. Trust. So would you say faithful? Faithful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we have a visitor. Yes. <laughs> Come here, Kane. And guess what? They are so Faithful to you. Uh huh. We love our pets here in this family. Y'all yes, know. Yes, we love our pets. Yes. So, and God, I love you because you have given me children, grandchildren, and now great grandchildren, mm-hmm. and allow me to enjoy them, to see them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. So, so, so I will say faithful. Yeah. And then grateful. Grateful. Give me another one. It's another one. <laughs> You're supposed to come up with me. I can't say it as fast as you can. Well, I mean, thanking. I mean, you, you, you thankful. I would say that another thing. So faithful, grateful, and I will say smart. Huh? Smart. God made me determined. Yeah. Determined. Wise. There you go. Wise. Wise. That's yes. the word. That's a good one. Yeah. And I will say, cause you know, I I've been in the kitchen with you. Yes. You're renowned for your cooking. Thank you. And and you have passed that down to my mom. That's right. I'm a fan of her. Yes. Who passed it down? To me, to you, that's and right. I'm hoping to pass it down to After my girls. That's right. So, um, and I remember me and Brittany. Yeah. You know, we didn't want McDonald's. We wanted Grandma's neck bones and rice. McDonald's and rice. <laughs> Don't leave Brianna out of. Oh yeah, yeah, and Brandy. Yeah, all of them love Grandma's. 
neck bones and rice. That's a fact. I'm just like, oh, I want some neck bones and I put some I would crock pot. Think that we all would be coming for the weekend or whatever time you will come and stay with me. I what y'all want? Neck bones and rice. Yeah. I said maybe that. They don't ask for hamburgers and hot dogs. I'm gonna make sure that they have their neck bones and rice and have as much of it as they want. Uh -huh. And I did. Mm -hmm. My neck bones and rice went to. Yes. Yes. So faithful, grateful, and wise. I think that's. I think yes. that pretty much sums you up.